It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for people like us who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Today on the show, we are live on Periscope. If you are only watching on Periscope, you will have to go listen to the audio version of the podcast. The second half has Benny Blades, former Lions safety, on it talking about Leroy Butler and why he should be in the Hall of Fame. Benny goes hard on Leroy Butler and why he should be in the hall. Talks about playing Brett Favre. Talks about this matchup, uh, the Lions and the Packers. uh, Everything uh, to go for week two. Of course, we're going to do that right now to start, especially with some of the big injuries that we know about heading into this week two matchup. And the cornerback situation in Detroit is a disaster. Uh, They're not going to have Justin Coleman. He's on IR. They're not going to have Desmond Trufant, it looks like. Their other starting corner, uh, he's dealing with a soft tissue injury. They are going to get the number three overall pick, Jeff Okuda, back. And that isn't that big a deal in this way. Even with those guys, it was going to be really tough to stop this Packers offense. Even with those guys last year, even with Darius Slay last year, okay? They couldn't stop Devontae Adams or Alan Lazard. And they couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers when all he had was Alan Lazard and a gimpy MVS in the second half of that first Lions game. Say whatever you want about what happened with the officiating at the end of that game. And the same is true for Week 17. Even with the doubles and the brackets and the cloud coverages to try and take away Devontae Adams, they still found ways 
to create, drew up a play in the dirt on the sideline to get a touchdown to Devontae. And then Alan Lazard once again comes up. He is the lion slayer with a huge play late in the game. And he is someone who is once again going to be a problem. He is going to be a consistent factor in this offense. I think MV has a little bit more boomer bust. He's going to make some big plays one week. He's going to make fewer. You know, they might make one or two one week. He might make three or four another week against the Vikings in week one. He made three or four. That's not going to happen every week. The bigger injury to me is Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay not playing is so essential to this Lions offense because when you watch them last week, when you watch the Lions offense against the Bears, they can't get open. The receivers cannot get open. They have to be schemed open. Even Marvin Jones, who is still a dangerous player, they can't get open on their own. We talk a lot about the Packers, their receivers, not being able to get open without help. These Lions guys really can't get open. Quintez Cephas, former Badger, is going to be out there, and he's going to be a, a featured part of this offense because he has to be. The Packers need to find a way to account for TJ Hawkinson, something that they've struggled with in terms of covering tight ends over the last few years. And if they are able to do that, it's going to be tough for this Lions team to move the ball, even with Kenny Clark being out. The Lions are going to want to run the ball. There's no question about it. And and with Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift and Kerryon Johnson, they're probably going to be able to do it. That's fine. You cannot give up the big plays in the passing game. And that was the issue in the fourth quarter against the Vikings. Not because the, the run game was so great. It wasn't. They gave up big plays in prevent. And that can't happen. Part of that was effort. Part of that was just communication. Part of it was not being fundamentally sound. So I'm not as worried about the defense as you know the fourth quarter numbers indicate. But Kenny Galladay's injury is huge because I would be much more afraid of this Lions offense if they had Galladay because he's the one guy. He's the one guy who can stretch the field. He's the one guy who can make plays even when he's covered. He's the one guy who can be a huge problem for someone like Jair Alexander because of his size and his speed. His ability to get down the field and make big plays is a problem every time he steps out there. You have to account for him probably with safety help every time he steps out there. So not having him really screws up the geometry of this offense. I know that Marvin Jones Jr. has been a little bit of a Packers killer in the past. He just doesn't look like the same guy anymore. And so even with Clark out, they're going to be able to rush the passer. With Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, who was really good last week, um, Kingsley Kiki did some nice things. They're going to be able to disrupt the pocket. They're going to be able to get after Matthew Stafford a little bit. The question is, can the Lions take advantage for big plays? Because if it's going to be a dink and dunk run game offense, Green Bay's offense is just going to be too good. It's going to be too explosive, too consistent for this Lions team to match them. So if Green Bay can limit the big plays, they're going to win. I mean, I think that's the, that's as fundamental as we can be about this game. If Green Bay cannot turn it over, always the thing, don't turn it over, don't give up big plays. They win. Because play to play, down to down, man for man, Green Bay is significantly better. That's it. And they're also getting healthy at the offensive line. Billy Turner is going to be back. We assume he's going to be at right tackle, uh, but we don't know for sure. Matt LaFleur has, has surprised us in the past. He has Lucas Patrick at his disposal. In week one, the Packers decided Lucas Patrick and Elton Jenkins were part of their best five, not Rick Wagner. That's interesting. 
because with Lane Taylor out, maybe they decide that the best five is, okay, now Lucas Patrick is actually going to go play right guard and Billy Turner is going to play right tackle. That's a pretty good five. Or Billy Turner sticks at right guard where he was last year. We get the lineup we thought we would see all offseason with Rick Wagner at tackle. Wagner was fine last week. Turner at guard. Jenkins back at guard. They could throw more curveballs. Elton Jenkins at tackle. Billy Turner at right guard. Lucas Patrick at left guard. They could do a lot of different things. I know offensive line machinations are not everyone's favorite thing, but it is certainly something that is going to impact the outcome of the game because Green Bay's ability to protect, even with the injury to Lane Taylor, the fact that they have this depth and they can protect, the Lions are not going to be able to rush Aaron Rodgers and get pressure on him. It's going to be rush three and four, drop seven and eight every time. So number one, can you get the run game going? Can you be effective running the ball? If teams, if they're going to play coverage, you have to be able to run the ball. And can you find openings? And that was why I loved the game plan last week with the Vikings being so disciplined and so good. You have to stress them horizontally and vertically. So you get Tyler River on a jet sweep. You get Alan Lazard on a flip reverse. You get Tyler Irvin on a little shovel with the jet motion. And you have the orbit motion, the eye candy, all that stuff. I mean, the touchdown to Lazard, Tyler Irvin came in motion behind. Harrison Smith had to account for him. So those little wrinkles are going to make it really hard for teams to stop it. So that's something that if they can't pressure Aaron Rodgers, and I don't see how the Lions can pressure Aaron Rodgers, and they can't cover because they don't have the bodies. Okuda is probably going to be good someday, but getting thrown out there week one and having to follow around Devontae Adams is baptism by dragon fire. I just, I don't see the roadmap. We talk about the roadmap all the time on this show. I don't see the roadmap to the Lions stopping Green Bay unless Aaron Rodgers goes out and plays the way that he did in week 17 where he just can't find anybody, can't find the distance, can't find the touch. He's overthrowing passes, underthrowing passes. He looked so far from that guy in week one. It's really hard to see him being that guy in week two. But this is the, this is the thing we still need to see with Rodgers. We want to see it consistently because last year we saw some of it, but we didn't see it consistently. And that's the difference between the old Aaron Rodgers and the new Aaron Rodgers. Help support your local businesses, whether you're corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need your support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to play pay with contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters visa everywhere you want to be official partner of the nfl hey listen up FanDuel fantasy players your day is about to get 20 percent better this is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats. You can pick from main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. 
And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Benny, thanks for coming on Locked on Packers. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So we're going to talk about Packers-Lions this weekend, uh, uh, a matchup that you played in, a, a game that you know well. And I actually want to start there before we get to the actual game this weekend because, as I was telling you before we started recording, you played at a time when I think a lot of our listeners, myself included, uh, fell in love with the game, watching guys like Brett Favre and, the, and those Cowboy teams and the 49ers teams. What was it like to be in the league at that time? It was loaded with star players. The NFL was huge. And, you, you know, you as a, as a defensive back had to go up every week against Chris Carter and Brett Favre and Michael Irvin and those guys. What, what was that like for you? Though, in my opinion, those were the fun times of the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I grew up idolizing guys like Jack Tatum, Kenny Easley, Ronnie Lott, which mm. I happened to play in the league when Ronnie was in the league. Yeah. And so the, 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 the days of physicality is what drove the league. And, I mean, you just knew every week when you – you know, just let's just talk about the NFL, NFC Central Division. Right. Now it's the Northern Division, mm-hmm. but the Black, the black and, blue and Blue Division. When, yeah, when you knew, anytime you faced the Chicago Bears, you know they had that daunted running game. The quarterbacks back then weren't very, you know, good, but you knew you were going to get a, <laughs> a taste of that running game. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just you know keeping it real, and. You just knew that you had to bring your big boy pads and tackle guys that weekend. And then, you know, when you play Brett Favre, you put on the smallest shoulder pads because he was a gunslinger. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it was those days where you didn't know what to expect week in, week out, and you just knew that you were going to get beat up. Yeah. And so – I mean, I, I just loved it. And so that's that's what made me love the passion and the era of, of which I played in. Sure. Because, I mean, me, me and these guys, we, we talk nowadays, and the first thing we say, first thing we, all, first thing we always say is, how do these guys play the game nowadays when you can't really hit anybody? Right. I mean, Football was built. I, 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 look, I look back in the, um, the era when you could slap a guy in the helmet and get his equilibrium off right. and go around him. Right. Deacon now, Jones used to, t- days, used I mean, to tie quarters even, into his gloves. Uh, tell me about it. Nowadays, you can't even blow on him real hard or it's going to be a flag. <laughs> and so, I mean, it, 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 it is crazy. And so now that I referee the game of football, and people always ask me, Benny, why didn't you throw the flag? I'm not throwing a flag because one kid is more physical 
than the other kid. That's football. But you, yeah. you, you get these new coaches and they want you to throw the flag. On, well, no, he's beating my kid up. No, your kid needs to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is so, certainly a, a different uh, a different culture around the game now. Uh, it's it's still extremely competitive, and and I, I think it's still really fun to watch. When you were going up against someone like Brett Favre, and you you saw them twice a year, sometimes more. I mean, he was a gunslinger at a time. We didn't, you know, people talk about Patrick Mahomes. It's like, did they watch Brett Favre? Because we've seen a lot of this stuff before. When you're going into a week playing against that Packers team with Robert Brooks and Antonio Freeman and Dorsey Levins, I mean, what was, what was the plan other than we need to get to mass on Saturday early and light a candle? Well, you know, the game plan was you just hope Brett being Brett. Right. He has one of those games where he, he, he's going to make an error that you can capitalize because – I tell people all the time when he was on, he could throw literally a ball through the needle, you know what I mean, the eye of a needle. Right. Because that's how that's how good he was when he was on. You just hope it was one of those weekends where, you know, Antonio Freeman, you know, he would tweak the hamstring or something, and you don't have to deal with Dorsey Levens running, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield because he was a load. And so, when you, anytime you play Green Bay, you just need you just needed to know that you had your work cut out for you. And and so, yeah. I mean, look, me and Chris Pillman used to say, look, you attack the run, I'll deal with the the pass on the back end, okay? Because you 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 just had your hands full sure. anytime you played the Green Bay Packers. I want to ask you, before we get into the game, I want to ask you about uh, a fellow defensive back, someone who I think is criminally underrated in terms of history. I, can you explain to me why Leroy Butler is not already in the Hall of Fame? I, I, I was getting ready to say that. You didn't have to call his name because <laughs> there, there, there's no way I keep – every time I had those Hall of Fame ballots come out, I don't know why that kid's name is not on there. I mean, I, I tell people I don't take anything away from the Troy Pollard models of the world, but what Leroy did in an era, okay, where you not only you had to create interceptions, but you also had to be physical. Yep. And you had to play within the confines of the scheme of the game. And He's not even mentioned you know, in, in, in the conversation of being a nominee on a ballot. I think, that, I think that's what drives me crazy because I tell people in an era where the safety play was probably more important back then sure. than, than, than the corners were. Because not only did you have to come up in the box, had to play as a linebacker. Now they call it a rover or whatever they, you know, call it. Mm -hmm. Back then, not only did we have to put on that big boy pants, but we also had to, like I said, intercept the ball. Right. Now they ask, in today's game, you have to be either or. And so for Leroy not to even get on a nominee ballot, I think that, that, you know, I mean, that's an injustice of all injustices. 
because I mean, when people down here they ask me, "Well, Benny, huh?" I said, "Look, there, there are guys who played this game, and he's one of them. That you know, I mean, I, I love every time I see Ronnie lie. He says, "Man, you know, you, you are an excellent safety." But I know all of us can't get on that Hall of Fame ballot, but Leroy deserves to be on there. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not taking I'm not taking anything away from Palomala, and I am so glad that Steve Atwater got in this year. Like I tell people, you know, Steve had been overlooked for years, and you just don't want to be, you know, on that legend ballot when you're 30 years out from the game. Right, when you're 65 and, yeah. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? The thing that I think is so unique, too, about, about Butler is some of these guys, I mean, you mentioned Steve Atwater. Steve Atwater was a great player. In today's game, his style of play just doesn't translate because of what you said. The rules just don't allow it. But if you took 25-year-old right. right. Leroy Butler and put him on a team today, he's an all-pro. Because he, he started his yes. career as a corner. He could cover in the slot. He could play deep. He could blitz. He could stop the run. He could cover mm -hmm. tight ends. I mean, he could do everything that every team in the league wants a safety to do right now today. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm, I'm, say, I'm, you know, I'm with you all the way. I'm with you all the way. Yeah, you know, that, that's a travesty. Maybe maybe uh, you can, uh, on, your, on your podcast, because... What happens is everything is about voting. Yep. And there, there's no way, there's no way that the Lambeau leap would even occurred no. without Leroy Butler. You understand? Know and so, though you know, you ought to put a petition out there to get his name on the ballot because there's no way this kid shouldn't even be left off he's not even a nominee see those things I, I watch those things when they come out and i says man there's no way they keep leaving the safeties that played in 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 a an era that was dominant to where you don't even get on the ballot i mean that i mean at least make them a nominee so now you could put their stats up against other people's stats Right. And I guarantee you, he gets into the Hall of Fame. His stats absolutely match up, no question about it. Let's talk about the matchup this weekend yeah. because uh, it's, a, it's a really important game for the Lions to bounce back after they melted down a little bit in week one uh, in, in a game that they had no business losing late to Mitch Trubisky. But they're really banged up mm -hmm. in the secondary. <laughs> uh, you mentioned you know, how important cornerback play is now versus when you played. Detroit might go into this game – you know, with with one preferred starter at cornerback. So if if you were Matt Patricia, how are you looking at this saying, okay, we, we, we don't have all our corners and we don't have a premier pass rush. How are we going to slow down this offense that just hung 40 on Mike Zimmer and a really good, disciplined Vikings defense? Well, I'm I'm just being honest with you right now. I said it yesterday on uh, my Believe in Lions podcast, and I'm putting it putting it out here to you. You know, the only way you stop probably, arguably, he's in the top eight of all time quarterbacks in the history of football in Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. The only the only way you stop him from having a a, a great day 
is you got to blitz me. You got to come up with all kinds of zone blitzes to get to him. You got to fabricate some semblance of a, of a pressure. Right. Because if you allow him without your starting two corners to just sit back there for six, seven seconds, he's going to eat these guys alive. You, you know it. I know it. The Packers fans know it. And unfortunately, my Lions fans know it. You cannot <laughs> allow this guy, even with a healthy secondary. You know, it, it, it was always, you know, a shootout. And yep. now you're going into a game where arguably, you know, you probably maybe your three best corners are not going to play. Yeah. Like you said, when you don't have a, when you don't have a pass rush, my thing is like like I said, you put those guys who are really not used to playing a lot, heels at eight yards, you may you may back up two yards, but the ball has to come out right now. There's no way you can sit there and when you're used to playing a special team for a living, and now you got to play against, you know, probably the best quarterback in the game with the exception. I mean, they give Brady and uh, Drew Brees all the credit, but to me, Aaron Rodgers is arguably in, in the argument with those two. Sure. So you cannot give him time to sit back there and pick us apart. Just blitz him all, all game. Some kind of way, you got to get to him. Yeah, and, and for a long time, the, the rule was you can't blitz Aaron Rodgers. And the last few years, it, it started to work a little bit more. He's not as, not been as reliant in his receivers, not trusted them as much. And so I'll be interested to see the first team that decides to do that. I don't think it's going to be Detroit because that would be so uh, out of the norm for Matt Patricia. Doesn't like to blitz. <laughs> Belichick doesn't like to blitz. So. I don't know what they're what they're going to do there, but even when they haven't had great cornerback talent the last few years, they've been able to cover these receivers pretty well. Um, I'm wondering if you're the Packers now, and you've got Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay might not play. Are you expecting if you're Mike Patton, the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, are are you going? I think they're probably going to play a little bit bigger, maybe put the more running backs on the field, maybe play a little bit more of an old school style of football because they don't have the down-the-field target that can wreck your game. They, they, Marvin Jones is a good player, and Quintez Cephas is a promising rookie, but without Kenny Galladay, you're really missing a big element in this offense. Well, um, I'm sorry. I'm just like you. Sometimes you got to go back to the old-school football. I don't know if they have a fullback on the roster, you know, but you still have arguably uh, probably one of the – greatest running backs yep. over the age of 30 who, who last week Adrian Peterson looked like he was a youthful yeah, he was great last week yeah. <laughs> so you know sometimes you know you, you have to go back to old school and I know these kids aren't used to playing old school smash mouth football but sometimes you have to go back to if you don't have healthy people you got to go back to old school football you know three yards in a cloud of dust Benny, you'll like this. The, the Lions do have a fullback on the roster, Jason Kabinda, and he was a former linebacker. So you know he likes to hit. Okay, well, that's right. So, you know, sometimes you got to go back to that. Put him in the game. <laughs> put, 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 two, put two tight ends in the game. Because uh, let me tell you something. That was probably uh, uh, the hardest time. I mean, when Green Bay had – 
Ed West. People don't mm. even remember Ed West. Of course. Ed, Ed West was a tight, he was a tight end that can block you. And right when you think he's going to block you, he sneaks out and he was sneaky fast and he would catch the ball. Yeah. And, you know, well, and that 96 couple, team had, had Keith Jackson and Mark Chamura. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> you got to sometimes go back to those tight ends that can block and catch the ball as well. And because the game has gotten, kind of gotten away from that, you know, Rob, Rob Gronkowski is, is, is not a blocking tight end. He's a catching tight end. Sure. So, you know, you, if, if you can couple a couple of tight ends that uh, can block and receive the ball, I think that's what Detroit needs to, you know, go back to until you can get some healthy wide receivers. But, you know, it's going to all come down to which quarterback is going to have the hot hand sure. this, this weekend. Well, and, and that's why the Lions used a top 10 pick on TJ Hawkinson. They hope he can be the guy who can play in line and, and make catches for you in the middle of the field and score touchdowns. So we'll see if he can do that on Sunday. Benny, this was really great. I appreciate you coming on. It's my pleasure. And uh, I'm sorry for your, your Packers fans. Like I always got to say, go Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I accept that. I accept that. All right. <laughs> All right, you take care now. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Benny. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film sessions. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right one of the questions is what is what is detroit's recipe for getting a win if detroit is going to win i think they have to get a special teams play and i think they have to get a couple turnovers remember a couple years ago um, Aaron Rodgers, they went in there. It's just like bad turnover after bad turnover in Detroit. And Mason Crosby misses a billion kicks. And Green Bay still had a chance to win at the end. That was 2018. It has to be that kind of game where it's just like a bunch of fluky stuff. Because 
as I said, down to down, play to play, Detroit is just not as good as Green Bay. They're just not as good. So if you can, especially if you can get a lead early, if you can go out and score and be up 7-0, go up 10-0, Detroit is going to have a problem because they are going to have to go on 10, 12, 14 play drives. And that's going to make it really tough. If you don't turn the ball over in this game and you don't give up anything on special teams and you expect you're probably going to score 27 points, 30 points, probably, you you expect, if, if the Packers don't score 27, they were bad on offense. I mean, that's how for the taking this Lions defense is, especially with their injuries. So how is De- how does Detroit get to 30? What's the recipe? I mean, even if Matthew Stafford goes just absolute God mode, who's who's catching the ball? I mean, even against the Raiders, where Darren Waller was the only guy that they had, Green Bay gave up a bunch to Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. But Aaron Rodgers had a perfect passer rating. It feels like that kind of game, where the Packers win 45-24, something like that. I mean... Because I, the roadmap requires so much flukiness that you just wouldn't predict it. Doesn't mean it couldn't happen. Of course, it could happen. It happened. We saw it happen two years ago. I just don't. I don't see it. I really don't. Um, so Green Bay. I think they cover. I think they win. Obviously, I think. I think it is the kind of game where it's like 34-21, 34-24, something like that, and and the Lions get a late score. Green Bay knows, Green Bay knows that this is, it's a division game, but they know what, they know what happened last year. Matt, Matt LaFleur went out of his way in every press conference to say, we did not lead for any seconds of any game last year. They all played us for 59.59 minutes or 59 minutes and 59 seconds, really 60 minutes, because the Packers did not have a lead until the clock struck zero in both games. How can you how can you overlook a team like that? And, and I had someone on Twitter say, oh, it's a trap game. You cannot have trap games in the division. You have to be up for every division game because they know you better and because you have to want to win these games just a little more. It's the, it's the home opener. It's a division rival. It's a team that, for the guys who have been on this squad a couple years, Week 17 in 2018 absolutely blew you out. Absolutely took your will to play. And the Packers, you know, they it, it needs to be said, they quit in that game. They quit in that game. They did. And in 2017, the end of the 2017 season, they quit in that Lions game as well. And they got lit up in both games. The guys that were there, they remember. They remember. Trust me, Aaron Rodgers remembers. And he also remembers that they couldn't cover this this team last year offensively. And the the defense is is a lot of new pieces. Uh, you know, the one guy who if you know if Haha Clinton Dix were still here, he might remember. Uh, though, you know, how much he could actually do to stop it is certainly an open question. But Kenny Clark would remember. Kenny Clark was around Dean Lowry, those guys, but they're not they're not the heartbeat of the team. But they these guys remember 2018. And they remember last year when the Lions gave them everything they could handle. So I don't think this is going to be the kind of game where they get they overlook an opponent and just say, you know, we can cruise to a win. It's too early in the season for that. They have too much to prove still. And I think Matt LaFleur is a good enough coach to remind them every chance he gets, this team beat us for 60 minutes twice. So let's go beat them for 60 minutes at least once and go from there. So official prediction, yeah, 34. 
34-24. Thank you all for, for being a part of our live stream. Every Friday, 5 o'clock, 6 Eastern, we got this Periscope thing down. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Go subscribe. And if you haven't left a review, go on iTunes, leave a review. We, this week, this week we were a top 25 football show in the country. Not in Wisconsin, in the country. We're already the biggest Packers podcast. Top 25 football show. So go leave a review on iTunes. Let other people know that they can find us too. And anytime you want to be a part of a show like this one, and ask some questions. The Packers haven't had enough down games for me to be inundated with your questions yet, but send the compliments, send the fun stuff too. 920-341-3775 to stay locked on Packers.